0: What's going on, everybody? This is keep that same energy. Yes, we are recording. Uh
1: (laughs) Wow, no countdown here. Unfortunately,
0: this week we do not have Jay Marie with us, but I am accompanied by a few beautiful people. If you would introduce yourselves, please.
1: Hey, everyone. This is Daryl Patrice. I am William Scott's older sister. And um, I, I I do like the 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 uh, Yeah, this is the intro time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're
0: introducing I, yourself. I thought
1: no no no. I thought okay, never mind. No, you go, you go. You go. Um, but yes, I am Ben Zilder's sister. I am an actress in Miami, Florida. Uh, I am a Spellman graduate from the class of two thousand twelve. English mm-hmm. major, mm-hmm. drama minor, mm-hmm. making it do what it do. Boo boo.
2: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, all those listening. My name is Jason Comer. I am the best friend of Daryl Fortson and uh, friend slash older brother type of uh, William Scott. It is an absolute pleasure talking to you all today. I am a graduate of the Morehouse College, (laughs) uh, where I graduated class of 2012, a philosophy major. I'm currently an aspiring scholar. I'm just trying to get into grad school, y'all. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's why I'm going to leave that at that. Amen, amen. Um, but, yeah.
3: What up, it's your boy, Big Cross. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: I didn't curse. I know, I know. But I wasn't curse. going. Future reference. I wasn't going. to. Okay, course. all right. I thought about it
3: for a moment. So I know. Um, I know, it no. uh, <laughs> Hey, hello. Uh, this is Carl Lucas. Uh, dropout class 2013 at... Uh, the biggest money scandal, Morehouse College. Ooh, yeah! Let's get to it. Let's get to it. <laughs> and I, ooh. Uh, I know, <laughs> this is aspiring anything and everything, but really and truthfully, bike messenger, all around handyman, and overall gangster of all things black and anime. Yes, we're, God, we're black and anime.
0: So, uh, in case you guys haven't been um, up to date on the on the um, on the show's IG page, I am recording straight. From Atlanta, GA, whoop, whoop. for Spellhouse House Homecoming to 2019. Okay. It is 2019. Uh, and yeah, I thought it, would, it was only right to bring a couple people from Spellman and Morehouse into the into the mix. You know what I'm saying? So before we get into the show, um, let's do an energy check. I myself, um, what's my energy right now? Oh my gosh! Now, let's come back to me. Actually, let's let's go with the guests. Pat, Pat, oh, by the way, Daryl Batrice is my sister. Uh, I call her Patty because yeah.
1: <laughs> it's, just, know, it's just like It's like, like, like LaBelle. It. It's cool. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. like LaBelle. Yeah, yeah. Right, right.
0: definitely. Or Mayonnaise. But, um, or, why? No, wait,
2: Patty what? No! Ma- well,
1: <laughs> I was Patty Manis for Halloween last year. Yeah, I'm, I'm 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 who's was, Patty Manis? Uh, From Mane- Doug!
0: First of all, Calm down. <laughs> That's one. Hey, you know two, what I was you never get, a Doug fan. Wow. This energy is getting this mad hostile. Right I'm <laughs> not, I'm, oh I'm, oh, I'm just saying. I was never. I was never a Doug guy. I was. I was Pepperan mildly. I was. I was. Then I went into like the weekenders. I, I don't.
3: And, I don't blame you because <clears> honestly, I'm not the biggest Doug person. I really, like Doug himself was kind of. eh, But like yeah. all the side characters are really. Yes. Exactly. I love.
2: I love Doug. We both have journals.
3: You both had <laughs> journals, yeah. You know, I could see you having a journal. <laughs> yeah, like it wasn't even called journal; it was Dear Diary. Wasn't it? absolutely. Not. <laughs> <Deer Diaries>. <laughs> <laughs> my <laughs> journals actually <laughs> actually had names. Thank you very much. Like Diary. Were they names of girls you were interested in at the time?
2: We're not having this conversation. <laughs> okay. I mean, we can. On the podcast. I mean, this is We I mean. when you're an aspiring scholar, oh. you know how to oh, make it your time. Let
0: us understand this. How did did you ever see your what your energy is? Yes, energy.
1: Let's talk about energy. Well, she started with hostile. I, it was getting a little hostile because of, uh, anyway, um, my energy is uh, gratefulness to have gotten through last night. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> I
1: am grateful. I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to leave that at that. Yeah. Uh, I'm grateful for all of the friends that I saw yesterday. Um, grateful for the good food and drink I received. Mm. John Alston, oh my oh my goodness gracious, my good Morehouse brother, John Alston, made some phenomenal cheeseburgers that oh, yeah. 10 I didn't know there was, there. was like. There I was like, like were doing. <laughs> Ooh, hoo, hoo, Jason wee. said that they
0: put crack in those things there I was, was just crack. like I can't if they disagree, were just so just
1: disagree. moist and just uh. so good and your boy
0: Ty- Tyrone was like messing up those chicken wings like he was when I saw him marinade, like doing the
1: marinade yeah, and he was working him. it in I yeah, was just I was like man if
0: this is the burgers so I say, and then I found out that one piece of chicken was $5, so I was just like, yeah, y'all yeah. enjoy it, okay? That's why, it was, that,
1: <laughs> that's why I he was that. putting his foot in that. They got to raise money for the chapter. Shout out that's to 5MU Alpha Sinfonia for Trinity of America Incorporated, by the <sighs> way. Specifically uh, Zayda. Specifically Zayeda chapter. The great grand Zayada chapter at Morehouse guys, College. Man. I love those guys, I love them. They're truly my brothers. Um, is Malachi part of the chapter? Yes, he is. Shout out to Malachi. Shout out to Malachi Richardson. But yes, that's my energy, gratefulness. Go, Jay.
2: Um, gratefulness is actually a great word. I am somewhere between grateful, um, nostalgic, yeah. uh, and exhausted. Oh, um, <laughs> yesterday yep, was the <laughs> yesterday was a day.
1: Oh yeah, tailgate is a is a marathon. <laughs> yes, it and is. we have to remind ourselves like, of such. That was reminded
0: very very quickly. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, but yeah, my energy definitely is one of a, a deep deep appreciation and just love. Real talk, love. I feel like even even for for what's going on in this room right now. So I'm just a love, appreciation, and, and exhaustion.
0: Hmm.
3: Alright, so my energy today is I'm black and I'm proud uh, No, and now. Like, Eey. just There's nothing more black More proud More amazing Than an HBCU homecoming Especially oh, wow. Spellhouse
1: homecoming so Like, it's just
3: It's one of those things where You know, people might talk trash About Spellhouse homecoming But I'm But the reality is You'll see people that didn't go to an HBCU uh. Show Man. up at our homecoming. You got people Man, that go to right. other HBCUs. Uh, show up at our homecoming. <laughs> they don't show up at their homecoming, but they uh, show up at our homecoming. Hello. We speak truth to power. And beyond that, our football team won, won the nothing. homecoming game. Come on, 34 to 13. You, that's one of those things where, you know, we all know this. If you've seen School Days... You know what it's based on. Mm-hmm. They said, he, my man Lawrence Fishburne was like, man, we lose homecoming every, every year. year. <laughs> a it doesn't matter how winning our team is. Our team will have a winning streak and lose homecoming. Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. why that is, yeah. but...
2: Because the players rather be at tailgate. I
3: mean, I don't blame them, them, you know. But I you was play. thinking about that. I was just like, yo, they're playing you the know, game, and we wow like nice I can't you know like I'm, I'm black and I'm proud truthfully, like I'm proud of everything that people have been accomplishing and coming back to homecoming and being able to expand Facts. upon and share with their friends I'm proud that everybody made it through you know like people could have really not made it through all over the place and you know what I didn't hear a single siren not a single paramedic we made it through homecoming this year we all survived we all made it and that is something to be proud of oh, baby you, there have been years
2: Come on. where people
3: have become memes mm. because of how legendary their turn up was but yeah. this year yeah. this year
2: so let let let, let the, you, the fact we, stand we it was a it. it was a rainy uh homecoming so it was, rainy it was epic it a, but it on it. the
3: parade it did not mm. it surely did but it could have been 10 times worse right if it was a yeah. bright and sunny day oh god Right. If it was bright and sunny it probably would change things a little bit. I'm this also, is a fact. I'm I also think super the proud. the possible
0: impending uh, rainstorm kind of like both kept people home for for the majority of the day but i think it also added balance to the festivities there. yeah no
2: there's definitely back because l- we're saying all this to say that homecoming is like this amazing out-of-the-world experience that yeah. <laughs> it takes a rainy day for us to calm them. yeah calm truly, down. <laughs> truly. We <need> to calm. <laughs> um, god is like funny. y'all need to calm no, down like honestly, y'all need to calm they, down they
3: have stated a couple new rules this year that i wasn't quite sure i liked you know they they had the seven o'clock music band now so, you know, they shut the music off at 7 p.m. It's kind of like, ah, you know. Oh, not, that's dad, why that dad, dad, look, you, you noticed it, but, like, you didn't really think about it. Because yeah. people were still like, we're well, we going to turn up anyway. Right. And, you know, we're going to drink and we're going to party and all that good stuff. And I mean, that's mm-hmm. all well and good. But I was like, ah, you know, this is going to shift the energy a bit. But, you know, that's a thing. But it it was definitely one of those moments where it was like, okay, you know what, though? Like, this this year worked. Like, it was, it wasn't too much where things got out of hand. Right. You know, it was definitely like a really nice, like, tight microcosm of like the wonderful HBCU experience Absolutely. that Spellhouse yeah. really provides. Yeah. And you know that wonderful thing that HBCUs give you, where you really have that. Oh, I'm black, I'm intelligent, and nobody's gonna be like, oh, you act white or you sound white or any of that stuff. Like, right. no, you're black and intelligent. Like, I'm black and intelligent. Right, because we're, we're here, all mm-hmm. here together. We're all in different fields. You have. You know, you have people that are working in quantum physics next to professional actresses, Mm -hmm. next to, you know, football coaches.
2: An HBCU homecoming is legit like an enlarged family reunion. It
1: really is. There are people that I have not seen. I saw people I haven't seen. Since graduation, people I haven't seen since before graduation.
3: People I've never met before that I have now met and I'm now friends with. Yeah. So,
2: so it was just like this huge, just landmass of black people, beautiful black faces doing any and everything across the world. And we come together, honestly, just to celebrate life. Like, whether it's our accomplishments, whether it's our struggles and our difficulties, but it's still a celebration. That's the thing that's amazing about it. It's like we here, and whatever we're doing outside of here, that's cool because we here. Right. And I just, that energy is just amazing. I say it's just like it's only one big family reunion where just like there's music, there's food, there's smiles, there's hugs, kisses, People everything. looking good. People looking good. People looking real good. Well, that's real. The people who we saw last time oh, weren't looking that man. good, but now they look good. People looking good type of good. Because I was, was like, I didn't know you could look good, but look at you. Uh, wow. <laughs> wow. No, no, okay. no
3: shade, because honestly, you know, one of the things that We'll speak about Spellhouse. You know, a lot of us was a little rough in undergrad. Stacks, you know, we're a broke. lot of us was a little rough in undergrad. We were a little broke. We were a little sad. Mm. We were a little depressed. You mm. know, school was hard. <laughs> you yeah. know, school was hard, especially to y'all. Spellmanites, spell I know y'all have four credit hour courses. You know, we had three credit hour courses over at Morehouse, so it wasn't as bad. You know, they had to make a reason for y'all classes to be a little extra mm-hmm. hard with those four I, credit hours. That could hours. be a
2: debate, though, only because they had four-hour credit uh, courses, so they took less classes.
3: Theoretically, but what be- about the Spelmanites that were business majors?
2: And I'm saying, like else? it's like it, there, there's, there's, it's, a, there's a lot of compare and contrast. Like one right. would say and a four-hour credit really does course. Med- there's like there's it depends
1: m- on your major, though. Yeah, it really. on I mean? Like is- either way, with like the one extra credit hour, things are expected to be more str- um I'm What's s- that word? I'm
2: saying there's, there's a give and take on both. Like that's not like. Yeah. There's like, because like, one would say, like, for credit, I was like, y'all had to do, like, y'all had to do stuff outside of the classroom. This is the most most in-depth
0: energy check we've ever been. I'm sorry, because cause uh, I, because cause we've cause have well, that debate before. i mean, wait, like, we're, so
2: we're, we're just
1: segway.
2: Segway. We're Segway. Yeah, for no, sure, bad. for sure. I ain't mad at you. We're going down memory lane of and course, all that other stuff. It It is to say that the Morehouse and Spelman experience, like, it's, it's, it's Yeah, it's rigorous for both sides, for different reasons.
3: For very different reasons. Yeah, so it's. I will fight anybody that says that a PWI is harder.
1: Right. And I please. please fight though. I will
3: fight you off site. Not and it's I and it's see. like I will be honest with you. Like there's there's a level, like if you're in grad school, of course grad school is harder. Like yeah. you're in grad school. But do not come to me saying that, oh well a PWI is a harder school to be. But, of course, there's a reason why
0: the education at an HBCU is so much more rigorous is because, like, they expect so much more. I would say, yeah, yeah. I they think
2: if we, if we look at, like, the, like, academic side, I mean, you have some programs that are just, like, phenomenal. They have great facilities and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So sometimes, like, the actual work, I don't say harder, but, like, it, seem, it's, it's demanding. Yeah. Yeah, it's but demanding. for us, regardless of what we do and don't have, we our professors, which we actually right. thank God for, are so engaging, like, they expect you to to. I don't care what you don't have. You still have to be greater than X Y Z. Right. So it's it's and that's what makes it. That's what definitely. That's what definitely makes it uh, more
3: more right. rigorous. You know, and you, this is this is one of the few places you'll go to where you're gonna have majority African American and Black teachers. Yeah. yeah. You know, like some of these people, I could say from experience, I've met people where this is their first time having a Black male teacher mm-hmm. ever, mm-hmm. not a Black male disciplinarian. Or a black male you know you know some higher up figure like actually in the classroom with you day in and day out to really have for most of us
2: this is the or this rather it was because we're not there anymore but it was the first time um that for most of us a majority of the of the classroom was black males right Mm -hmm. i mean when you're in high school or just in grade school either you're (laughs) one of very few black students and then if there's five of y'all in the classroom there's probably two males and three girls so then you go to a place like Morehouse, um, and it's like, oh, there's twenty of us who can who can solve this problem. Oh, that's, yeah, I didn't got to do it myself. It's oh, wild. <laughs> it's a it's a beautiful thing. You yeah. Know,
3: I tell people, you know, being the dropout that I am, that you know, there are so many other like issues that are kind of on the back end yeah. that I feel like all colleges deal with, but HBCUs definitively deal with as it pertains to finances and things of that nature. And you know, I understand it. I don't agree with it, but I understand kind of why they do the things they do. But they screw their students over so bad because of it. But the reality is, and I will tell anybody this, that there is never another point in time in your life as a young black person in America where you'll be surrounded by so many different, intelligent black people. Yeah. Ever. Like you won't, you're literally going to go out into the real world if you're, you know, my, my sister, my best friend, you know, shout out Jasmine Lachey, like she's a software engineer. Like, an amazing software engineer, like, computer science major at Spelman, like, like just an amazing person, knows how to design robotics from scratch, all sorts of stuff. And literally, like, you're surrounded by these other wonderful black women who are into the same things you're into, and they're just as intelligent as you, and you guys can work together to solve problems. And now, she's been in the working world for years, (laughs) and it's like, there's no other black woman. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you, there's, there's no more, there's no more of that, like, outside of the friends that she made there, like, it's not a, oh, I run into another black woman software engineer all the time, like, no, mm-hmm. like, you just don't, it's not, right. it's not commonplace, like, you're not gonna run into these people in in mass where you can literally sit down over fried chicken wednesday and be like you know you know like hey you know what you see it's like you see these conversations happening like you're walking by and you see these conversations happening around a lunch table like oh like these guys are really getting deep into philosophies or laws, or blocks. books, mm-hmm. or or songs, or anything, or mm. just you know characters in a show, and it's like you're having these in-depth conversations that are really only reserved once Love you that. leave an HBCU right. to the internet. Like yes. that's the only right. other place where you have them. Like, to have these yeah. conversations right. in real life, so you have to have them virtually. Happen. Right. <laughs> yeah, they happen at an HBCU. It's why apps right. like the cookout and stuff like that are even having to exist because. They don't. That experience doesn't exist outside of an HBCU, right. where you'd be like, "Yeah, there's me, and this is what I'm into as a black person." And guess what? I can have fifty, hundred other brothers and sisters like me, right? Exactly. And that's amazing. Yes.
2: So I think in short, uh, we are black and proud. Yes. We are uh, loving, uh, uh, grateful, gr- great, grateful, Super grateful, exhausted. Huh? And appreciative. I think yes, that's that that's, is our energy. That is our energy. <laughs> that is the energy we're coming <laughs> to, <with today. laughs> to. My
0: put, my energy is predominantly exhausted. We won't get too deep into it. Oh no, no, no. just uh, y'all just,
2: y'all just y'all stretch I, your hands out to my good brother and over here. Please.
3: And pray for his, please pray for I am weary. <laughs> yes, well, <Lord>, weary. <laughs> but you, know. It, you know, as we all state, you know, those who do not suffer do not learn. Shut you know, up. sometimes and that's a sometimes as as a young adult, you have to push your limits to know your limits. Exactly. Yeah, and you know, it's 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 acceptable, you know, but all I have
2: to say is you made it my brother. You made right. it, welcome to, I'll
1: I'll <laughs> welcome to the promised land. And I'll say this about being exhausted. I'll say this about being
2: exhausted, right? And and, and and our shortcomings. You gotta go to sleep. Yep. To wake up, you Ooh, baby,
1: and subject. boy, did he, let he go, go to sleep. Yeah, oh
0: I told you, we weren't getting into depth about it.
3: I told
1: y'all we you, you kept saying it. we're not going to go into, not, into it, we're, we're not, not going to go into it, so of course, we have depth. to go into there, it. There's no
3: story on this or anything like that. All you have to know is Young Benji the God made it. He is, he a, he is a, it. a he is a he's yes. not just a man in these streets. He's the, the man, man in these in the streets. Street. And just oh. just just so
0: y'all know, I, I'm gonna keep it a buck. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> buck There's no like, <laughs> <laughs> a up or the seventy five.
3: Like save it, we can save it. Yeah yeah, yeah. You know, let's. You know, let's do seventy. <laughs> the eighty nine cent. You know what I'm, I'm gonna keep yeah. it
0: real. I'm gonna keep it real. Like in the midst of it, like I could have like been. I could have been like in a, in a, in a mood. I could have been a, like a different headset. But like, yo, the whole time, I was still having fun. Don't oh, believe me, we know. Yes, you I were. I was still enjoying myself. But then when God. people tried to move me from one place to another, I was like, leave yeah. me alone. I'm sleepy. Yeah, no, that, that was necessary. Was <laughs> yeah. I'm sleepy.
3: You couldn't stay there. I was. You really I could know not. I, mm, yes. you couldn't. You couldn't. You know, ask, ask your friends and relatives. You know, we weren't going to let you go out like that. No. We refused to let this is We refused to let you be in me. No. There, no, there are no photos of that moment happening. At all. No, and none. it was dark. You know, and no it, was dark. it was dark. There no, no videos. Was so if you ask him, look, if he wants to tell you the story as a personal friend, that is up to him. Exactly. We will not be expounding on this No, we will not. Sure. So for
2: all your listeners, until then, you just use your imagination by what If y'all want to know?
1: Nah. You, you
3: know what? If, <laughs> if you yes. want to know, if you're between the ages of 18 and 20, even if you're older than 22, go to an HBCU. Like, want to go, go? to, like to an real HBCU. Top, HBCU. Go, go to HBCU. That's go. That's go. A kind of the the moral of this whole episode. Yes.
0: But we kind of we kind of bop it around a little. Yes. Bit. And
2: yeah. I just, just want to put like a pin in that because I definitely want to come back to going to an HBCU homecoming slash the respect for HBCUs. So we gonna get there when we ever
0: get there. I definitely want to talk about that. Yes. Bit. Go ahead. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Um. I guess I just yeah, yeah yeah tired is my tired is my energy right now, but um I don't know I do I want to touch on like your experience I let's get of into that of course you do so <laughs> I kind of thank you thank you buddy. uh I kind of wanted to touch on like your experiences at the at um at your respective HBCUs while you were attending because I think that's a that's kind of like I said before I'm trying to I'm trying to educate the people yeah. on HBCUs while also trying to low key recruit yeah yes, I, I did I myself didn't go uh, don't go to an HBCU and I have some some regrets about it, uh, especially and my regrets are amplified well, you know in the building but um, you know I, I made my choice and I'm, I'm happy about that but I do want to educate those coming up behind me on like the opportunities and like the experiences both good and bad. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is why I'm glad Carlos here because he kind of has like a different yeah.
3: experience. Uh, I have a, I have what is considered a very balanced experience. Okay, and I have seen <laughs> the highest highs and the lowest lows of what an HBCU experience can provide. Mm-hmm. You know, I do not have roasted to shades about my experience at Morehouse. I, I am very brutally honest about the whole situation, and I mean some people might argue that or whatever, and it's like you know. The reality Which is, part is of the conversation, you conversation. Know, I tell people story. all the time, you know, I tell it was like, oh, I'm a dropout. And they're like, oh, like, do you want to go back? I'm like, ah, you know, I'm not, you know, I don't have the desire necessarily to go back to Morehouse. If I do go back to college, I will go to an HBCU again. That's a that's just a fact. I'm sorry. You know, PWIs, you make students happen, but HBCUs make black students greater. Hey, yes, come hey. on, man. and that's a fact, Like, Jack. you know, it's just one of those things for me where it's like, you know, I know my struggle, it wasn't just a me thing. You know, I saw other brothers or sisters at other HBCUs, you know, or even at my HBCU have the same issue. I'm actually
2: really curious about these struggles as well. Cause I'm quite sure yeah, why don't you have... start? Why don't you? So, just yeah, know, yeah. You I'll, Go ahead,
3: I'll start if, if only because you know there is no, there is no, you know, there, the end game that should have been acquired wasn't quite there. Um, so I went to Morehouse College, uh, incoming class 2010. Uh, which they said a number, they said, oh, this is biggest incoming class ever. Now, <laughs> mind you, Morehouse lies about that a lot. Uh, they will lie about their incoming numbers all the time. And a lot of HBCUs have to lie about their incoming numbers to procure finances and funds to make themselves seem as relevant as possible. Because I know it's really hard at an HBCU. Like, you're fighting for elite black students all over the U.S. and really all over the world, and you have to fight them against other schools that have names, know actual factual names there's I cannot tell you how many times I would tell people oh I'm you know in high school I'm going to Morehouse uh you mean Morehead State Mm -hmm. you know I can't tell you how many times that you know some of these schools really don't have that brand outside of really the black community and that's only if you have black people that know these schools we, we,
2: we used to say at Morehouse those who don't know about Morehouse don't need
3: yeah, and that's kind of the elitist side of us. But yeah. The reality, like, from the financial side Everybody of it, the reality is those yeah. that don't know about Morehouse should still have heard the
2: name. Yeah. Well, exactly. Those are usually, and I say that to say, not to get off track, but just kind of touch yeah. on that. Um, like, one thing about, I will say about our Morehouse, Morehouse, yeah, our HBCU, Morehouse, Spelman, Howard, even Hampton, um, these are the schools that do kind of expand on a larger community. Um, you'll go to certain places um, that you say Morehouse. They're very familiar with Morehouse. Um, you're right. It's probably not a kitchen table name or you know living room name. Right. Um, but usually, and that's and this is the elitist side to say, I guess um, metaphorically, you know, we're not meant for the living room or the kitchen table. You know, right. we're meant for the boardrooms. We're mm-hmm. meant for you know, <laughs> I mean, we are. Like I so, say, yeah, like are you know, your everyday bad, person. Yeah, like yeah. what's Morehouse? What's, what's like? Yeah, you know, you don't know about it. But if you go to someone or those places that are doing big things if i right. go to a fortune 500 if i go to the harvards and Gales or prince the oxfords etc yeah. etc cetera, et cetera, and i say more house they're we, like they know where we came from like, yeah so it's like it's it's, it's very place. Yeah. yeah and I, that's why we used to say yeah, you know you for know. those who don't know they and don't need to know it's
3: true. true you know like it's it's definitely there you know like people you know people pride themselves on it as one and things of that nature and I think that that's, it's necessary to have that pride because if, you know, if we don't push forward to try to get the next generation of people in those doors, if we're not letting them know that it's like, yeah, you know mm-hmm. you can go to Harvard, that's, you know, that's fine if you, to if you want to go to your Harvard or your Oxford or your Purdue or your NYU or whatever. But also, look at the other options you have and you know, there will be a different experience and one that is beneficial to you, I promise you that.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: On the flip side though, uh, <laughs> you know, I will say that, truthfully, because some of these schools have their issues financially, they will really drain you mentally when it comes down to really trying to get your finances in check. You know, um, I've not even heard stories. I've been a part of the stories of, hey, I put it on my paperwork. I did X, Y, and Z things, and they're still telling you you're not financial for And they're telling you, you know, oh, you know, you don't have this money here. You don't have this money there. It's like, I have the paperwork to prove this. And, you know, sometimes, despite the fact that you're a young adult and you're trying to be an adult and take care of these things yourselves, you know, these schools don't necessarily respect you as that adult yet where you do have to have your parents, you know, come in to sort of solve some of these problems. And, you know, it's not, they're not necessarily sometimes giving you that respect that you deserve as a young adult making adult moves because this is an adult decision to mm-hmm. further your education okay? mm-hmm. you know there's nothing there's nothing to argue about that that's a very adult decision and you know you're already talking to 17, 18, sometimes it's like 16 year olds that are going oh I'm going to college so I can further engross myself into a career path you know and it's like that's all well and good but you know, you're telling them that, oh, you're making an adult decision, but you're not quite an adult a- enough yet mm-hmm. to solve your own finances or things of that nature. You know, that is very befuddling to me. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you yeah. know, I feel like, every you know, anybody that's gone to HBCU has run into that semester where things have been a little funny.
2: Well, I, I will say that, just that you say that, and that's actually one of the reasons why I did not want you to talk about, like, some of your not-so-great experiences, like, to see, because, you know, I do feel like that's something that we all share in spite of mm-hmm. our great ones and by the way, I hope whoever's listening that, you know, you, you continue listening throughout the whole podcast because oh, yeah. we're starting off with the negative, but I promise you there are some amazing... It's going to get there. Amazing. Yeah, They're yeah, there. There are, there are yeah, yeah, amazing yeah, definitely. Exactly. exactly. So, I, but it's, it's honestly, I feel like it's because usually in conversations, people start with the good and then go to the negative. I think it's good to start with the negative and then go
1: to the yeah, positive. Yeah, it's good to end on that really great Because I mean, yeah. the
3: reality is as much as I can tell people like, oh, like there are negative things.
2: Yeah. But and and to every
3: experience. Yeah, like, every, any college you go to, you're going to have negative experiences, and, no yeah. matter how you slice it. And that's yeah. what I was
2: going to say. With college in itself, so for those who are thinking about college and for mm. those who are there, you kind of, I'm sure you realize, it's, it's a weird place. Because, like, mm-hmm. you're, everyone's saying you're an adult. But, like, this is your first time at adulting, mm-hmm. or try at adulting. So you're not really an adult. And you're in this weird space where you're, again, you're trying to make ex- um, uh, decisions Um, Based upon a wisdom that you really don't you haven't acquired yet and that's kind of like the frustrating thing across that age period uh, that that age group and across um, uh, American schools in general you're making these big life altering decisions that you really don't understand you know the brevity um, of those decisions like your major or even taking out a loan or not like all these things Mm -hmm. that we made decisions for and then we're looking back on it like why did I even do that was stupid Mm -hmm. but like you know, so it is kind of a weird thing. It's a weird space. I would say with HBCU specifically, or in a subculture from that larger culture, which I have found to be um, a common experience between many HBCUs, again like a negative. Unfortunately, is this this paternalistic relationship that students have with faculty and staff? Mm. Um, and this honestly, I think is a reflection of Black community. But it's mm. this thing where you know, the faculty and staff on one hand can be like an uncle or an aunt, which is like good and comforting, but the other side can be a bit condescending about that as well. So it's like they're asking you to make adult decisions, yet they're still treating you like children. So that level of respect and transparency is not there. Um, and like you said, and then you're kind of forced to bring in your parents who at this point they're trying to like, you know, relinquish you into the world. And a lot of times they don't even understand the process. So now you're trying to be both a translator for your, um, you know, for your school to your parents, while at the same time being an active participant in what's going on, so it can be very stressful. It can be confusing. It can be. It, it's. I will say if there's, among the list of things that HBCUs used to change, um, and what I will admit that other larger schools, um, when it comes to money that they have, they do invest more in that like transitionary period for students who are coming in. Like they they put a lot of money into preparing students on how to, you know, choose courses and doing financial aid, et cetera, et cetera. Like, they have full-on advisors who are there. I mean, they have, like, staffs of 12 to 20. Uh, Morehouse, I think we had two financial advisors for the entire institution. Yeah, the entire, institution. entire yeah. school. And, so, and you had a yeah.
3: gatekeeper to see one. And yeah, this is, oh Miss Meadows, uh, but um, she, she's still there. if you went to Warhouse, yeah. you know that name. Yes, if you <laughs> went there in the last thirty years. You know the name Miss Meadows. I so
2: that's something I, I I will agree that there's you know when it comes to HBC, that's that's something you're gonna you're gonna run across. But yeah, please yeah. continue. So. And
3: you know that you know that transparency is very necessary. You know, like it's it's a it's a necessary part of you becoming an adult and understanding how to work your finance, how to see what your finances. Look like, you know, and you know, in the black community, Morehouse has such a strong name and it it's such a powerful name. You know, Godwin. Too you know, like that's
1: uh, it's that's no. that simple. That's how a lot of Morehouse people feel. I'm sorry, say, last I'm not I checked, Spellman was the number I'm, one HBCU. Look, so. see, see that? Do that. Okay. Still class don't, of don't do that. Morehouse, class of eighteen sixty-seven. Don't do that. Okay, this. look, look, look.
3: I'm gonna break it down very simply. Morehouse is a very amazing school. Spelman College is, yes, the number one HBCU in the land, and also even, completely even with, the number one school in the Southeast, which is Agnes Scott, which is also a really good school that is a women's school as well here in the Southeast as Mm -hmm. far as liberal arts colleges is concerned. So, yes, Mm -hmm. we produce elite people out here, folk. Do not disrespect these HBCUs. Don't get it twisted. Be not not twisted.
1: And see, that
0: that kind of uh, moves into something that I wanted to talk about because I feel like I've been, so I've been around since 97, okay? And I, I feel <laughs> little, I've been... have been around, oh boy! I've been around! know. And I... Majority of my life, I have heard... I think my first introduction to college was through
1: Morehouse and Spelman. Obviously, so, like, because we are Spellhouse babies. I, of course, of course. But
0: I, I say this to say that when people... Outside of the outside of the community, outside of our the black community, I mean, mm-hmm. hear about the idea of an HBCU. They're kind of like off put, and they think that like they're just like what, what?
1: they're confused or they think that we have segregated ourselves, right. which is crazy and, because and I've and heard this funny. from another black person yeah, say, sure, well, so segregation so. is over, like, so why are well, HBCUs still a thing? Let's get into and And that's why I'm bringing it get up, get up because, because a lot of people... Well, let's get into this. Like, I,
0: okay, so no shade to him, but my, my chorus... Yes,
1: let's talk about how your chorus teacher was like, why are you going? Why do you want to... Sorry, sorry. Because it still gets heated to this day.
0: I was having a conversation... With my my chorus, my chorus teacher, uh, wow, <laughs> I was having a conversation with my chorus teacher. I think my my senior year of uh, of high school, and I told him like, and he we were talking about, well, where do you want to go? And uh, I told him like, I'm thinking about going to Morehouse, and he was just like, that black school in Atlanta. That, I, I'm paraphrasing, oh. and I understand the the intention of what he what he meant and what he said. But he kind of wrote off uh, Morehouse because he just, he wanted, he's, everybody wants inclusivity and everybody, Um. like, wants to be together, but I feel like a lot of people don't understand that before, like, you can be a part of the, like, the fold, you have to strengthen who you
1: are. Hey now, um, like, mm-hmm. preach that Ooh, word. This, this is
2: the, the, yeah. the funny thing when people make into this conversation about HBCUs and versus what we call PWIs, right. by the way. Predominantly
1: P- white, white institutions. institutions. Yes,
2: thank you. Um, and this discussion of diversity on a historical and even current event perspective.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> HBCUs were the first place, not only that accepting black students or former slaves, they were the first places that that diversity existed. They mm-hmm. were the first places where you would be educated outside of race. Yes. So I think it, it is mind boggling to me when we say, oh, why do we need um, you know, HBCUs anymore when segregation is over? Well then really, I would think, shouldn't you eliminate all the older schools that actually promoted segregation Boom. when HBCUs, they were letting in <coughs> uh, black, black students, white students, um, native students. Um, Hispanic students, for their into- like I'm from the 1800s when they were first in um, you know made <laughs> the first graduating classes when when they, when um, you know the sons and daughters of Native American or Native people um, they were being educated at HBCUs. The um, we had white professors at our hbcus they would send their children to the Fists and the morehouse and the Spellman's and the howards etc so it was the only place in america you can walk into a room and see a diverse group of people as opposed to the harvards and the columbias where you would walk into a room and get this they would have black students attending but they would not be in the classroom we forget sometimes when we hear about these stories of oh this was the first black person who got a phd from so and so a lot of times they didn't actually take classes on campus because they weren't allowed. So you're trying to tell me that we are remnants of segregation? No, 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 no. Your right. beautiful state schools and Ivy Leagues; those are the remnants of segregation. Folks we, are sitting
1: outside the classrooms, putting their ears up to the doors. That's like, how they that's, got their education. They, they couldn't go to They're libraries.
2: Like all the, they couldn't stay on campus. Right. Like all these things. Now, mind you, yes, they, you know, they got their degree from these schools, and then a hundred years later, these schools actually started to claim them because huh. they wouldn't before. You would look in the alumni directory. They weren't there. there. So a 100 years later, now we're just like, oh, well, the boys went to Morehouse. Hmm. When he graduated, I mean, uh, not Morehouse, excuse me. Uh, He taught at Morehouse. But he went to Harvard. But when he graduated from Harvard. He did? Yes. He,
3: oh, graduated, wow. he graduated from Harvard, but was not claimed until what twenty years ago? Exactly.
1: Hmm. But, uh, but We love to talk about it,
2: love, and that's what uh, Oh, I guess like I really get irritated by that conversation because it's like it, we yeah, are the though that symbol and emblem of, of, of and progress I got and diversity.
0: It's, and and it's I was irritated because I was I was taught from day one that like this is this is this is diversity at an HBCU. Like you get like nerds over here talking about Naruto, but you got. Uh, guys over there talking about like pure mathematics or like getting into the depth about like about literature and like all kinds of different places and they come from all around the world all
1: around the world and everybody has their different yeah. um, their their different cultures and what they bring like I remember in in, in one class I think it was senior year the conversation went to well what is black how do you like how are we what are the cultural markers of being black Mm -hmm. and like there are some girls who came from you know rich gated communities who like got teased or because they were like the bryant gumbles or like whatever of their of their class like are they less black because they came from money and may not know the, the latest Migo song? Like, what is really, what is, what are the cultural markers that makes us quote unquote black?
2: The irony of that question in itself is racist because we don't ever ask what is white. Mm-hmm what are the cultural markers of whiteness? Mm-hmm. I think we always do this to minorities. It's like, well, how do we define them? How it's do like,
1: we... well, you're black, but not that black. Yeah, like,
2: like, what is... Okay. I've never met a white person So, said, well, you're white, but not that
1: white. Right. <laughs> like, no, you white. Right, right. So... From the trailer park to the White House, you white.
2: And I think HBCUs celebrate just that, that diversity, that flourishing of humanness, where we're not defined by the color of our tone. skin. Right. It's like we could legit be anything. I don't be have to listen to in any type <laughs> of way we want to do. Yeah.
1: and that and have that just be us, you uh-huh. know. And the fact that I mean, yeah, segregation by definition is over, but black people are still getting the, you know, yeah. It's it's, it's it's we it, it is needed it is HBCUs, hbcus are needed now more than any other time and i right. remember when um mizzou was having their little their not little but um having their protests and nooses were being hung at mm. usc or uc at one of those um california schools and i look and i and, and it made mm. me Upset and sad and angry that those things had to happen because no matter where you go, no matter who you are, you deserve a good education without you know being harassed and 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 hurt or terrorized by your dorm mates. You know what I mean. So when I heard about these stories of these PWIs, it made me so sad. To hear that black students are going through that when they just came there to learn and get their degree and go on with their lives. But at the same time, I'm like, whoa, I got to thank God I never went through that. I never walked my campus fearing for my life thinking that my roommate was going to poison me just because I was black. Like it it so I mean might me I had roommate today, problems. I, right. I had roommate problems of my own, but it had nothing to do with my race, you know what I mean? So the fact that we need these 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 HBCUs are safe spaces. HBCUs are safe spaces for us as Black people. So
0: whenever I whenever I hear a conversation like this about HBCUs, I I go back to um, one of my favorite uh, uh, Black figures is Muhammad Ali. He's my favorite. He's he's my favorite athlete, but also one of my favorite Black figures. And he he was on a t- uh, TV show I think back in the sixties or seventies, talking about. Um, why he was like why he was he was muslim mm-hmm. and he was talking about um he was talking about the black community and he was talking about how he was trying to um he really wanted us to strengthen the black community and not because he he thought them he thought us to be bigger than anybody else but he wanted us to, to strengthen ourselves before we became a part of the fray and I think that's the thing that when when people who don't understand what a what an hbcu truly is they think that oh they think that they're it's like a it's like a exclusive club like going like going like almost going to a to a ivy league like however like every like the hell they think that like they're bigger up than everybody else and i just think and we can talk about this like i've never but I I am black and I've never wanted to own the whole table. I just want a seat at the table so I can be a part of the conversation. Um, I mean, there's
1: nothing wrong with wanting your own table. To say? I have
2: actually there's wanted to own the own table.
1: Definitely want to own the table. I want to kick some people Like off the table. we we have we have like nitpicked for and, and begged for mm. seats at the table for so long. Like and now it's it's coming to a point where like one by one, we're 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 getting our own tables. Or like someone we're else not say. only are we sitting at the table, but we're we're getting it. Like Simone Biles is like mm. she's she's got gymnastics moves named after her. She's owning the table, mm. you know. Like she made a new table. She made I a new table. Actually,
3: she's the most amazing table. The reality, like <laughs> yeah. come on, like you she's have, like, you, like, you, keep have keep you have Serena Williams, one of the most dominant athletes ever to exist. Simone Biles, one of the most dominant athletes yeah. to ever exist, and probably to ev- that ever will exist. You know, having, you know, being almost like, kind of like, oh, well, you know, this, that, and that, but they're still not getting paid the most Mm -hmm. compared to their white counterparts and things of that nature. Like, that's crazy to me. And he's like, you know, you look at that and you go, okay, uh, you you know, we can sit here and fight for a table all we want or we can build a better table. Right, Tyler Perry.
1: Right, hello, mm-hmm. hello. Tyler Perry got his own kitchen.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: His own. <laughs> he
1: built his own he, house. He, built he got the, the house. He
3: got houses. He got his own He's island. housing. He's, got He's got
0: his housing own all the he tastes. He He's housing. He's like,
1: oh, not,
3: not you. He's creating houses for others.
1: Exactly. creating This is fun. Exactly. Which is a nice segue. So, so let's
0: go. That's let's... Why I don't mind doing it all my own day, So I'm glad Carl said that. So let's go back to Morehouse for a second. I wanted to talk about um, uh, a topic that's very near and dear to my heart. I want to talk about legacy. Yeah. Yeah. Legacy. I. I uh, I'm gonna be a hundred percent real with y'all, and Pat, I think Patty knows this. Legacy is high-key kind of the reason why I didn't go to go to Morehouse. Hmm. So, um, I, when, I think it was um, either junior or senior year, and I've barely talked about this outside of my family I think it was junior senior year something happened uh, uh, between uh, me and my father and um, I was kind of, it was a very crazy part of my life things were happening and I had to uh, visit him up in Atlanta back, uh, back in Indiana uh, at the time when he lived there and we were kind of talking about college and we were talking about how I was I was really thinking about going to Morehouse. I had wanted to go to Morehouse all throughout high school. I, I knew I was I was going to, I I was dead set on going there, and we had a conversation. He was just like, you know what, you uh, you you put in your letter. I'll, I'll I'll make sure that you get into Morehouse for sure. And I was just like, okay, great, cool. I was I was happy about that for a second, and then I was. Um, I won't get too deep into it but my 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 relationship with my father isn't the greatest and because of that it kind of affected uh, uh, my my opinion on the whole um, idea of, of legacy and being able to go somewhere because you know somebody mm-hmm. that's the way I saw it and because of that that's the way I saw it mm-hmm. because of that I, I chose I chose to look elsewhere and like I said I I I'm appreciative of the education that I've gotten. I've almost I've basically been able to go to school for free back in back in Miami because my mom yeah. did ordered prepaid, and I'm eternally grateful for that. But every time I think I, I, I come back to Atlanta or like I go to Tallahassee where my grandparents went to FAMU or or there's a conversation or I'm around uh, uh, family and friends who have gone to HBCU, I'm just like man.
2: If. Oh. But so here's the
1: thing: it's never too late for that, because there are there are um, there there are, there are gra- not only graduate schools but um, there's a scholarship, and I know it's at Spelman. I don't know if it's at other HBCUs where like older women they, they come back and get they their bachelors. Awesome. Yeah, they do. Okay, good. So it's never too late for that. Let
3: me speak on this legacy thing real quick. Let me sp- <laughs> let me speak on this right quick. Just yeah, so, yeah, so we can clear... Go ahead and clear that Hurry up right and clear
1: now. so I can say what I got to <laughs> say. Fine. I got some stuff. to. So. No, I know y'all do. Y'all okay. been talking most so of this, me, this time. Right, no. yeah, I mean, yeah, i try to let you
3: speak. I'm sorry, Pat. Go, I mean, go, But go. there's not a single school in the U.S. that you will go to, PWI, HBCU, or otherwise, that does not have legacy students. Right, like, and I know this. Like, I know this, but I just wanted it's, to... It's really... And it's always going to be hard, you know, when you have... Parents and stuff that are like, oh, you know, uh, you know, I went here, so you should go here. Like the whole thing
0: nature. with uh, what's your face from West Yeah, for, you know, house wise yeah and, like
3: you know, uh, it's like you know, paying, you know, tr- faking your students' admissions mm-hmm. and all sorts of oh, stuff. You know, yeah, parents no. parents do lots of crazy things. Yeah, but the reality is that no matter what your parents' legacy is, that's theirs. Mm-hmm. Whatever legacy you make is yours, right? Exactly. So everything that you do leaves your mark. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter what your parents did, you know, unless you have like immediate siblings that are like in super close proximity and you have the same exact teachers, which is very rare, okay. like nobody has any preconceived notion of who you are.
0: Right, and I and I, I did I didn't. I was young at the time, and I thought and I thought the opposite of, of that, and I thought it would end. Um,
2: Honestly, people would have treated you a way more so for Daryl than for your dad.
1: You got mad props. Uh, you would have gotten mad props, let's say. Yeah, you okay, so you so, so thank you. you, had, you had, so here, that you being bad, said, done. my experience at Spellman as uh, a legacy student has, I mean, like, not that I was like super like, oh, you're a legacy. I mean, it's a cool thing. I was... I was raised on Spelman. Even when we lived in Indiana, our aunt Karen would send me like Spelman T-shirts, Spelman lanyards, little Spelman backpacks, just to like to remind me, <laughs> this is where you going, girl. And um, I remember the first time I actually visited Spelman College. I was I was uh, I was fourteen. I was a freshman in high school, and you know I didn't know any there except the people my aunt knew. And I got to meet Miss um, Eloise Alexis, who at that time was the VP of um, Student Affairs, I believe. And she was just so kind to me, the women who... Who worked with her were so kind to me she had one of her students um take me on a, a tour of the campus and I realized that this is where I wanted to go because these people were just reaching out and like just being so kind to me the girl who took me on the tour like let me see her her dorm room and Laura Spellman those big old dorms oh my god those big old rooms and only I, in Laura Spellman true true but still um And it really showed me what a sisterhood could be, because I don't have any sisters, any biological sisters. So being there really made me some really cemented, like, okay, this is where I want to be. Everybody knows each other. Everybody looks out for each other. And it's just been such a cool thing. And with my mom being a Spelman, um, she she didn't graduate from Spelman, but you know, Spelman is what she claims and her sister going to spellman and cousins and cousins having gone to spellman it it was a legacy that i was proud to fulfill to so proud to be a part of a, a legacy i didn't think i was going to be a part of because um, like the the intake uh, what is it called the admission admission, acceptance. Yeah, acceptance rate was like so low and I had gotten a D in algebra two once one quarter junior year, so I was like, ah it's over. It's over. Like and I had been looking at other schools too. I was like, okay, well I'm not gonna get into Northwestern. I'm not gonna get into this school, so whatever. But go to
2: Northwestern?
1: yeah a friend had Chicago. me really, yeah well, not only that, but they had a really good journalism, right. and I was at the time I was teetering between uh, broadcast journalism and acting hmm. yeah. That. But, uh, really? Wait, shut, shut up. I hadn't met you yet. You no, know
2: I'm saying? I remember when I met you, you said that's what you wanted to do. Remember I started calling you Oprah?
1: Oh. <laughs> I don't remember. I actually don't remember that. I remember okay. First I think I love was... remember that. Wow, yeah. okay. But, um, but yeah, I, I was afraid that I wasn't going to get in. I, I, part of me didn't want to apply, didn't want to bother applying, and my mom was like, no, I'm not having that. So by the grace of God, I got in, and it, it, it's just... My Spelman experience was so uplifting, and being a legacy, having stayed in the same dorm room my mother stayed in, and walking the walking the streets where my family has been, going to the places that my family has talked about, it's just been such an amazing. It was such an amazing time for me, and to know that I'm not only fulfilling a legacy that was placed before me but that I'm adding to it and I'm creating creating my own route within this legacy you know because my, my mom's a teacher my aunt she um she was a poli-sci major she got her her JD from NYU and now she's doing consulting and other community building and I'm out here acting <laughs> <laughs> and I'm acting. I'm I'm not doing what like do the the practical a jobs. A whole professional actress. A actor, whole professional. professional actress. Getting this money. Yes. 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 And it's such a blessing to 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 have. Now, granted, I didn't take all of the the help that I could have helped that I could have taken because I mean, like guidance counselors and people like your uh your counselors are there to your they're they're there to help you. So when you're in college, take advantage of seeing um, your your counselors, your um that's it's not a, it's a little word for hours. It. yeah, go to office hours. Uh, go oh, to okay. office hours. If you go to any
3: college, go to office hours. Back. Go to
1: office hours please because like I by the grace of God I graduated on time but um, I didn't actually start going to see my advisor. Thank you, that's the word I was looking for until, like, junior year, and Dr. Ann Warner, I love her, this little this little white lady. She's like, Daryl. <sighs> she would literally just sit there and sigh at me. I'm like, all right, all right, doc, all right, doc, what's up? But um, but really, like, the, the great thing about HBCUs is that we're all out to see each other grow, and we're all out to see each other succeed. And so if you ask for help, people will help you if not one person then definitely another like you you literally do not have to look hard to find help you just have to be willing to ask for it and you know me being a prideful woman um that wasn't always the case for me but it's 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 an important thing to do and, and it makes your college experience so much more enriching because you learn how to help others by being helped you know what i mean
2: well, before we get off topic of the legacy um, conversation, I did want to oh, say something yeah. about that, being that... So I'm not a legacy at Morehouse. However, most of my family went to Bethune-Cookman now. It's university, Bethune-Cookman University in Florida. Um, so similarly, kind of having, like, that being a part of your growing up, like, all right, it, it wasn't even like it was pushed. It was just like, like, that was it. Like, literally... For most of everyone in my family, by the time they're senior in high school, it's like, all right, well, you're you're going to Cookman. Like that was just the conversation, and I'm one of like maybe four family members who decided not to go to Cookman. Um, but even then, the joke was, if you don't start at Cookman, you'll end up at Cookman, because there were like another handful who went to another school, but then they eventually transferred to, put them to Cookman. So, anyways, I say all that too. Like I definitely understand kind of like that pressure walking into something that people have done before and kind of wanting to strike out on your own or make something different and that was one of the things that definitely appealed um, to me applying to Morehouse. However, being um, saying that um, and now graduating from Morehouse, I I mean that question was always asked of do you want to send your son to Morehouse? Do you want to start that legacy? Mm-hmm. And of course it's always like you know I, I don't want to be that parent that like forces my child to go anywhere. Um, you know, my parents allowed me to, to choose what school I wanted to go to. Um, but, yeah, it, w- it would be great for, you know, my son or my daughter or daughter or sons, whatever, go to either Morehouse or Spelman. That's definitely something I'm going to, you know, I am going to show them and introduce them to, take them to homecomings and other events. Um, and, and I look at it as, for us, um, it's, it's passing something down. Mm-hmm. Um, school in general, across the races, you know, it's a big family thing. When, like, families rally around one school. Everybody went to Princeton. Everybody went to Alabama State. Everybody went to, to Florida State, etc. It's a big thing. I think for black people and um, professional black communities, it's such a big thing for us um, because for us, it's it's not just the school. For us, it's passing down a culture. It's passing down... Um, really in in, in in our community I mean so many things have taken place uh, on this camp on these campuses so many things have started on these campuses oh, yeah it's not just okay you're going there to get education you're going there to root for you know your favorite football team it's you're now becoming a part of something so much bigger than yourself mm-hmm. and as a legacy you know you want your children to reap that benefit and then also to contribute to it it's it's mm-hmm. it, it, it I think it really um, is reflective of, you know, a lot of our African traditions um, that, you know, we try to pass down. And and going back to the relevancy of HBCUs, we push them so hard because, you know, we really want, you know, the generations after us to be as appreciative to that HBCU experience. And, um, again, just keep it alive. For us, again, it's not just about, like, fandom. It's it's livelihood. We want our sons and daughters to go to Morales and Spelman, or you know Howard or Prairie View cetera, not just because we want you to you know don our colors but it's like we want you to 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 kick, take up the mantle of what it means um you know, to preserve our culture our history mm-hmm. our fight for social justice i mean all of that is is viewed and
0: born on an HBCU campus
2: so
3: that's that's what's up.
0: So does anyone have any uh, final thoughts on on on, on HBCUs?
1: Or? They're important. They are uh, an integral part of Black history and American history. So mm. many of your faves have graduated from historically Black colleges and universities. A Couple
0: names, just, just throw a couple out. You know, let's, Jason, because um, <laughs> I got no voice. no no
1: no 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 no. So we've got we've got uh, Keisha Knight Pulliam, aka. Uh,
2: Rudy Rudy Huxtable.
1: I'm sorry. Rudy Huxtable from the Cosby Show. You've got A.J. Johnson. You may remember her as Tyrese's mama and baby boy, or Tisha. Uh, Tisha Campbell's um best friend in House Party. We've got uh, we've I've got Florida Evans. Florida. Okay, yeah, Florida Evans from um from Good Times. Can you? I know these. Pat. Pat. some more recent names we've got Zuri Adele who is on Good Trouble on Freeform we've got Jasmine Matthews who is on Sweet Bitter and um Heather's she's a I'm I'm naming my actress friends who are out here we've got Gavin Pickens who has a blog oh my goodness uh the I think I think her blog is the curvy cutie I could be wrong I hope I'm not wrong but Gavin Pickens is dope. Um, Brittany Inge, she has a recording. She has a recurring role on Boomerang on BET. She's dope. Uh, my friends are just out here doing things, and we. Oh, and, and and I mean, like Oprah was my commencement speaker. Like no big deal. Shout out to class of 2012. But um, there, there are so many Spelmanites that I'm blanking on, and I feel I'm kind of ashamed of that. So I'm gonna. Just kick, kick it on over to Jason, because I, I know mean,
2: for Morehouse, of course, you have the Reverend Martin Luther King Jr., class of 1948, Samuel Jackson, class of 1972, Lee class of 1979. Oh, no, okay, oh, please oh, oh, no, keep okay. yeah. going. I mean, honestly, I mean, not even just, I mean, those are, of course, like the, those are like the big three right now. You have Howard Thurman, if you know anything about um, theology. Um, Alice
1: Walker went to Spellman. That's did, who I was. She yes, went,
2: she went to Spellman. She did. She
1: did not graduate, but yes. she went. She did go, but to she went.
0: Cassie Davis, uh, Washington's uh, son, yeah. who was in Black Klansmen. He graduated. Yep. He was on the football yep. team. Warhouse, played yes. for I think Los Angeles, or back when they were in St. Louis for a minute. A Couple people. Here. Samuel
1: L. Jackson's wife. Oh huh, yeah. No, no that's Denzel. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, her name is Lashandra. Um, Latanya. Latanya Richardson. That's Denzel Roth, Washington's wife. Outside
2: of Morehouse LaTanya. and Spelman, you have Felicia Rashad. who went to Howard. You have um, Tom Joyner who did Tuskegee, Anika Noni Rose from Dreamgirls, went and to fam. For, uh, went to U. Common started at Fam, he also did not finish, but he still <laughs> he claims Fam to this day. <laughs> like on everybody said, like if you ever go up to Common and say anything about Fam, you would think he still goes there. Yes, he loves Fam. Believe it or not, um, Daniel Sanjata, uh You all right? Remember him from?
1: What was oh that? oh 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 Graceland. <coughs>
2: Graceland on USA um, that was a good show what's that fire show fire fire show How, which one uh, Chicago Fire Chicago or, Fire you know, this was right Rescue, after Me. Rescue Me Rescue Me Rescue Me was on Rescue Me
0: he was awesome
2: yeah one of the main characters where he wow. had a recurring role I remember Sex City um, oh, yeah. he was like a heartthrob for like the early 2000s um, but he went to Florida and them as well yeah. Um, I mean you have Oprah she also attended went to TSU went to TSU. Tennessee State my mother started at TSU Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like, for real, we, like, we could fill a whole podcast just with listing prominent African-Americans throughout history. For real. Um, past and present who have graduated from HBCUs. Um, so I will say, if you're definitely considering one, um, they're they're worth considering. This is what I'll end on. I want to end on two notes. Um, the first note is mm, three notes. <laughs> and I'll try to make it quick. So I'll try to make it quick. Because the first one is, here's my thing. Um. As much as we love HBCUs, like I said, it, it is really just a part of my 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 soul at this point. Um, I definitely respect people's decisions to go, you know, outside of HBCUs, state schools, Ivy Leagues, etc. Um, it def especially when it comes to the whole money situation, mm-hmm. which is, is true. I mean, as much as we love our schools, we understand that it is not easy to pay for. It. Um, my thing is. Personally, as people of color, as African-Americans, we need to respect the history of these places, HBCUs, mm-hmm. um, because these are the places that opened the doors to us. These are the places that produced our greatest freedom fighters throughout history. Yeah. Um, so it's fine. You you know, you know can go to Morehouse. You went to Georgia State. You went to you know uh, Brown University. That's cool. Love your school. Root for them. But when you meet someone who went to... Wilberforce, uh, Prairie View. Um, I don't know. Give me another. Chicago North, State North, or Chicago Grambling, State, North Carolina, Southern Lincoln. When you meet these people, understand your acceptance to this other school, to Brown or Harvard or Stanford, is due off of the that these places that they can continuously contribute to. They were the ones who said that we like who proved that as African Americans, as descendants from slaves that we are just as good as anybody mm-hmm. else on this earth. Yeah. Right. Um, so that's my first thing is always respect the HBCU. If you're a non-HBCU student going to an, um, a homecoming, pl- like, please, it is welcome to all people. Um, but understand that sacred space and that sacred ground you're on. Yes. Revel in the beauty of celebrating blackness and black excellence. Yes.
1: Um,
2: and be in that space. Um, be a proud graduate of wherever you are but just be a respectful visitor to these places. Mm. Um, I My other thing I was going to say, uh, definitely the HBCU revelancy. Um, going back to the conversation on segregation, I'll say someone came up to me and was like, how would you feel, because of course Morehouse is an all-male school, um, if there was an all-white, all-male school, how would you feel about that? There
0: are all-white, all-male schools.
2: They are. Well, predominantly white But their thing, I think, was exclusively white. They didn't let in black people. I said, if that was a school, I would donate. I am here for it. Let me tell you why. HBCUs not only teach us how to be proud in our blackness, they're teaching us how to be human beings. There is a moral, ethical education that is going on there. Making it sensitive not only to our injustices, but the injustices felt throughout all people. So you're trying to tell me there's a school (laughs) trying to tell white folks (laughs) how to be socially just, how to be morally sensitive. Oh, (laughs) take my check. Take it. Take it. If you're telling people, you're telling white Americans to recognize their privilege and to recognize that they're not the only people in the world, build that school. Because that's what's going on at HBCUs. So that whole like these are you know remnants from segregation. No no no, no. We have always been pinnacles of progress. Yes. And um, actually, I'll, I'll end there.
1: Kara.
3: I don't have anything else to say. I'll be very honest with you. I feel <laughs> like they. I feel like the the duo that is, uh, Patty and Jason have really really hit the nail on the head there. Um. I mean, this is just a note to anybody who is thinking about college in your older age or younger age, it doesn't really matter. Um, Truly, don't think about the school that you want to go to just because of the name, you know, or anything of that nature. Truly think about what you need as a person. And make sure that you're going to be fulfilled entirely by your experience. It's not just about your learning. It's not just about the name of your degree. It's about what you earned while you're there. You know, college is great for you know getting a degree that's that's how you do it right and sure you know you have a degree at the end but there are so many people that have degrees from places with bigger names bigger faces that are not satisfied with their college experience Mm -hmm. so if i was to say anything make sure you really know what you're getting into and there's never a point in time where it's too late to go to school education is an always thing you're always learning as a human being you will always have to learn, need to learn, need to adapt, and move forward. So if you're older and you're going back to college, do it. And if you're older and, you know, even if you're white or black, it doesn't matter, maybe consider an HBCU. They may have the experience and the things that you need and that you desire to gain from that experience. That might be the thing that you need for yourself, not only to come out with a new career path, but also to grow internally as a human being.
1: Because be... um Believe it or not, there are white people yes, at HBCUs. Plenty. especially Howard. Yeah, yeah, especially at yeah, Howard. Especially Howard. I mean we a got a some good part? Morehouse. We got yeah. some good white Morehouse graduate brothers graduate at film at Morehouse. Yeah.
3: We've had we've had white, you know, valedictorians at Morehouse. We've
2: yeah. had all sorts of stuff. We, we, have, we, have, we like, have white Greeks. Yeah.
3: Plenty of Greek enough. meaning members so of a Greek letter organization. MPHC, you know, like I'm telling you, like you you'd be surprised. So we're not exclusive to black people.
1: But don't. But just know that it's for us. It's, it's like it was. You're gonna learn us, about us. So but you f-
3: can. But we are also inclusive of everyone. Yes.
1: And that's like
0: mm, again, that's the
3: thing. And that's we're why we're. And that's why uh, everybody's saying and that we're segregated and can just
1: be, go shove it. Let's
3: be honest here. That's how black people are anyway. We've never been exclusive. We've always been inclusive. You
1: can stay mad about it get, if you want. Ain't
2: that fat? Ain't that fast <laughs> Speaking of tables, because black people have always had a table and brought up a proper chair for anybody who wanted a meal.
0: Mm. That's literally oh. a thing always. in the black community. You hungry, baby? Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> fix your place.
1: Oh, you looking real skinny? Video. Let me get you some. <laughs> so, so that whole
0: ideology is just is just...
2: That is, that is gone. It gone. comes from a racist no history. It comes from it comes from this false belief in scarcity. It comes from there. this only must be a particular person who must be making the Mm -hmm. rules. When it comes to African-American traditions, it is we are very communal. We are very loving. We are very open-doored. It's come on in, rest your feet, and we'll take care of you. Mm -hmm. And that is the mantra of every HBCU, top to bottom, Mm -hmm. east to west. So if you are considering to going one or visiting one, be rest assured you will be welcome. Unless you have a terrible attitude, and then you are gonna push. Yeah, yeah we go, oh, we we'll, go we'll key up. you. Yo, oh, we will
1: key. We'll jingle our keys at you until you leave. Yeah, that's
2: what the key means.
1: Mm.
0: And I think that's a beautiful place to end the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, I just appreciate everybody who's in the room. Uh, thank you guys for, 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 being a part of this conversation. Um, I am also going to send you guys a link. We didn't, oh, man. I'm gonna send you guys a link because I want you guys to be a part of the uh, the KTSE um uh playlist on spotify so uh you guys can add two songs everybody who's listening to this uh please uh stay tuned to that uh podcast and as uh as usual um stay connected on our uh instagram this is ktse
1: don't forget the underscores there. the underscores. underscores between
0: the this the the I'm, k
1: keep wait what it, it's this underscore, this underscore is, is underscore,
0: underscore ktsc that's the with an
1: underscore in between each letter yes and that's Gotta the name be of the
0: thank you thank you i'm sorry i'm hungry and i'm tired so i'm just not right now but um but yeah thank you to everybody who's a part of this episode thank you guys for tuning in uh and we will check you guys later Yo, what's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Keep That Same Energy. You can check me out on IG and Twitter at Troubleshooter. That is T-R-U-B-L-S-H-V-T-R underscore. That's not cute. That's
1: a lot of letters. Okay. Man. you can follow me on instagram at no.emarie also keep that same energy pod has a instagram and a twitter you can follow us at this underscore is underscore ktse that's on twitter and on instagram thanks for listening you guys have a great day